Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Troy is out. He's currently in St. Petersburg, Florida. Hmm. Living it up. I'm sure the weather, uh, the the water is nice down there right now. Probably. I think it's beach. good down there all year, isn't it? Like, so, I don't so, imagine, imagine it's pretty warm. Somebody told me I, a good buddy of mine. Uh, they travel down there a lot, and they they do the gold the Gold Coast a lot. And they went in December or January, and they said it was too cold to get in the water. Um, hmm. So yeah, and then. Uh, I talked to some people. I went to a wedding in Fayetteville, Arkansas this weekend and talked to some people that have a place down in Miami. And they said in August of this summer, the water was too warm. They said you get in the water and it wasn't even refreshing because it was so hot. Um, That's terrifying. Rewind a second. You went to a wedding in Fayetteville, Arkansas? I did. This past weekend? This past weekend. How redneck was it? It was redneck. It was outside on somebody's property. Uh, it was like, you know, you, have you been to Fayetteville, that uh, Northwest Arkansas? It's like really mountainous, you know? You know, I've actually maybe driven through. I remember going with soccer one time to mm-hmm. Little Rock, but I've never actually been to Fayetteville. It's it's like really baby mountains down there. Um, so it was like up in <laughs> country. And uh, <laughs> I'll say this. We stayed at a hotel. Uh, we, there was a hotel in Fayetteville. Right next to their baseball stadium, and then we went by their football stadium. We went through campus. It's really nice. The, they got really nice stuff for sure. Um, but then you like, start going, getting around Northwest Arkansas, and you go, "Oh boy, yeah, this is Arkansas." <laughs> if uh, if the Razorbacks are playing like an eleven a.m. game, would you be able to pull that off? Do that and the wedding. It would have been a stretch, but it could have done it. They were playing Texas A and M in Dallas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so yeah. it was perfect that that way because you can tell if the foot, if there would have been a football game, it would have been very busy down there, very, very, very busy. Well, I, I mean, we all know. I mean, you know, booking a wedding in a college town on game day is amateur hour. It is such a dumb move, such and a not a lot of people are going to like you probably for no, it. No, and there were some uh, Razorback fans not super happy, but a lot of those people that were at this wedding. Oklahoma State fans. And let me tell you, your boy wore a purple tie. They didn't like that. They didn't like They said, take that off. The the bride said, take that off. And I go, I ain't taking nothing. The bride is an Oklahoma State fan? Uh-huh. She's an alumnus. And I go, uh, why don't you cancel the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing none of that baloney. Um, yeah. So she's from Fayetteville, but, uh, but from o- OKC by way of Fayetteville. 
It was fantastic. Congratulations to Kate and Aaron. Many years of happiness. It was a great wedding. Me and the wife and the girls tore it up on the dance floor. It was good awesome. for you. Yeah, it good was for you. Good. Well, what I got to know more information. Sure. Since it was redneck wedding, yeah. on somebody's property, uh-huh. what was what was the food situation, and then what was also like was it kegs? That, okay. That's my guess of what it would be: kegs and mason jars of moonshine or something. Okay, so Being, I, of course, you know, in Arkansas, you yeah. figure, and we're like, I'm telling you. We're up there, man, like in the mountains, dude. And they had no moonshine. I didn't see any moonshine. They had little shooters of fireball for everybody. And I go, dude. That's pretty trashy. It's yeah. supposed to have moonshine. And instead of kegs, they had a bunch of like a bunch of beer in those tub, the metal tubs. And the oh, air, yeah. and then I will say this. If you didn't drink, you had a real a nice selection of other stuff to drink. But the area where they kept all the booze, there was no lighting there. So if you were a kid, you could sneak over there and grab a beer, no problem. No one's going to get mad at you. Um, the food. The first night, barbecue. Eh, eh. Wedding. The night of the wedding, they did chicken and steak tacos. And the, okay. ca- the catering company was two hours late. Oh, geez. So we're sitting there after the wedding gets over. Everybody's drunk, empty stomachs. And the sun was out pumping on everyone, just sitting, just in the sky, just shh. You know that sound of the sun? 94 degrees outside. And the mom is livid. She's like, the catering company's still not here. They're going to be late. They We sit down. They're bringing out hors d'oeuvres and stuff for people, trying to get people, you know, sobered up a little bit. People are keeping boozing. They finally show up, and everybody's just ripping into this food. I mean, just like grabbing with their hands this food. It was decent. It was it was great. Um, they're, they had the nicest setup of um, – they had like uh, porta-potties, but they were on a trailer. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I I think I know what you're talking about. Are they real, like, bougie looking things? Oh, yeah, man. Georgia, when they played at Auburn, they brought in their own bathrooms, and it was basically like what you just said. They had like three or four on a trailer. Uh huh. And it was way not. It's about the size of an airplane. Absolutely. Of an airplane bathroom, but way nicer. Super nice. They had like. They had like a picture inside them. You know what I mean? They had like a. Like the. Um. Hotel lobby kind of art. They had like a picture of that, and then running water, an actual toilet on there. Um, the, one of them had a bidet. It was crazy, man. I had never seen that before in my life, especially go up to the, the hills slash mountains of Arkansas to find that. AJ, can you do me a favor? Could you look up what does it cost to rent bougie porta potties on a trailer? Yeah. How do you spell bougie? I don't know. You could use B-O- a different word. Fancy. Just go. J- yeah, fancy porta potty trailers. <laughs> they these were they were so nice. Um, My guess would be like seven hundred and fifty bucks. They, they got to be. Got to be. Got to be. Um, the groom was an. As a, they're Illinois folks, so it's a bunch of people from. Like so they're like rich snobs, annoying. Super. If they're from Chicago, yeah. Well. They they're they they they're from Champagne like actual Champagne. It's so funny that like it's a bunch of these like you know Champagne Chicago types traveled down to Arkansas. 
Go ahead. So I apologize for interrupting you. No, you're I good. found that, so one of the top spots here. It's called VIP luxury restrooms for like the nicest trailer that you're going to get for a porta potty. Nineteen hundred bucks. Oh, there, is there like is it three or four on that thing? Let me look. I'll keep looking here. The one that was there was two, but they have like nice steps leading up. To That's them. the thing. Like even though it is like technically a porta potty, it's probably nicer than your real bathroom. For sure. I've rented houses where the that bathroom beat the hell out of the one we had. <laughs> I've lived in some bad spots, man. It was they were nice. They were super nice. Bride and groom looked great. The the bride looked beautiful. Um, my daughter had the line of the night. She when they were like up there, about to read the vows, uh, Sophie's like, "It's a princess," and the mm-hmm. bride was like, "Oh my god!" You Melted. know, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Yes, Sophia, yeah, yes, you're so cool, thank you." Because so now everybody like she's their favorite, and I like to be attached to the favorite. You know what I mean? And I go, "Yeah, that's mine. That's mine." When I was four or five years old, uh, my family was having a wedding. In Cuba, Missouri. Ooh, we. And, like, the type of people at this wedding is a lot of bikers. Um, Hell yeah. And there was a ton of barbecue grills. Like, it was a party. But they also brought in a trailer, and inside the trailer is basically a giant cooler just stacked full with kegs. And on the side of the trailer was taps. Oh, dude, that's rad. At one point, my dad asked me, hey, go fill up my beer. I didn't know how to do it, and I'm surprised I still remember this. Because again, I was only five years old, <laughs> and I that day I learned how to pour a beer. <laughs> but then somebody else comes up and says, "Hey, this young man, can he pour me a beer?" All night. Oh boy, I'm pouring beers for people. No joke. I made about two hundred dollars in tips. Damn. As a five-year-old pouring beer, a little kid, and then back then, you know, you're talking like twenty-five years ago. That's pretty good cash, dude. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good money, too. Fantastic bucks. cash. Dude, a bartender in Aggieville would kill for that kind of night. Kidding me? Oh, good for you. All right, should we get to some uh, Chris Kleiman highlights? Yeah. I, like it. I love a good sidetrack. Love a good sidetrack. Yeah. Speaking of sidetrack, you want to plug your, uh, your podcast? Getting sidetracked. You can find that anywhere you get your podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's me, uh, Dan Halen. From the uh, K-Rock Morning Show uh, a few years ago, and my buddy Dusty, we get sidetracked pretty pretty frequently. It's a good it's a good podcast. It's a good one. You, you guys do a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've never that. missed an episode. Right on. I am all caught up. Almost. We, I'm I still have, trying to get through the... I'm going through the last episode right, right now. Right on. We uh, we did one last night on... Uh, do you want to know or... Yeah, go ahead. Time travel. Oh. <laughs> it gets weird. It gets, it gets odd. Um, let's get to some Chris Kleiman highlights. Let's get to the bad news real quick. There wasn't much, but there was some bad news. Another linebacker for K-State is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, he got hurt in uh, uh, the open week, and so we'll probably redshirt him. I keep forgetting Kleiman didn't, doesn't mention the player in the clip. That's Asa Newsome, hashtag my boy. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The best hashtag my boy of all time goes to the Dallas Cowboys of th- three years of ring of honor type play. And now uh, my next hashtag my boy on my second try is out for the rest of the year with a uh, with an injury. So that's unfortunate news, but he's going to be back. Just the worry is now where does K-State stand You know, with depth? I mean, there's still depth 
but it's now more on the shoulders depth wise of a, of a Jake Clifton. Yes. Who's going to have to play all three positions most likely right now listed as a backup will linebacker to the machine, Austin Moore. Here's coach Kleiman Moore on Jake Clifton. Jake can play all three. He'll fill in a lot, potentially at all spots. Uh, I'm excited about Bo Palmer because Bo continues to get better and continues to get healthier from his injury last season. The one area that you hope we don't have to use Jake is as the Mike backer because of where Bo's at. But um, he definitely could play all three. I'd see him more at Sam and Will. Meanwhile, on the offensive side of uh, the football, with getting guys healthy and getting them where they need to be more in shape, ready to play a, a full game of college football against a Power 5 Big 12 opponent. Christian Duffy is that guy that needed more reps, even though he is a veteran. We just saw him play for the first time against UCF. Duffy needed the bye week. More than anything to get his legs underneath him. He needed to practice, and he practiced uh, every day. There's not anybody that we just said, hey, you're not practicing uh, for whatever reason. Everybody practiced all last week with the, on the days we did practice. But getting Duff out there and having him go against Mott and Duke and you know having him go against those guys, whether it was in a team period, a, a one-on-one period, just to continue to get him more football reps. He's had a lot. Uh, in his time, but he hadn't had any, you know, since spring ball. Now with the uh, passing game, and I'm, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the first hour, the vertical passing game, we'd like to really see that break out, break out against Oklahoma State, and you hope, you know, the uh, the uh, waving the magic wand and getting some guys healthy, this will be the time to do it with the bye week taking place. RG Garcia banged up in the UCF game, and that happened before the UCF game, but he just didn't really play much. And Keegan Johnson's been trying to battle after the first game to get healthy. Well, Coach Kleiman says with those two, they should be healthy for Oklahoma State, like really healthy. They've practiced this week, so that that's encouraging. Everybody that played in the UCF game, with the exception of Asa, who was on special teams, a, a couple of snaps, all those guys should be available. So you hope we gave them a couple days off, but we had to practice on Sunday, which is not a typical practice day, so they probably had one less off day. Um, but uh, we were smart with them in the middle of last week when we were working some of our young guys' stuff. So hopefully they're all fresh. Now a couple more here. Let's go to special teams. Chris Tennant. Um, and I know this was talked about a lot with fans. There's some worry that is Chris Tennant starting to slip again because we saw that uh, about midway through last year with the Iowa State game and then into the TCU game where he was missing some kicks and some pretty necessary kicks to make. It just got a little bit too consistent with missing kicks, and that got him benched. Ty Zintner took over the rest of the way. Well, against UCF, Ty, or not Ty, but uh, Chris Tennant, he missed a PAT, and he... Uh, Doint, I think. Which one did he doink? I th- maybe it was the PAT. I can't remember. No, it, it was a. F- Sorry. Yeah, it, it was a field goal. It was like a twenty-seven. Six, it was twenty-six so. yard yeah. field goal. Uh, but he missed two field goals. Are, you know, and I understand a little bit where you just don't want to see that become a consistent thing again because you don't have a tight end or waiting to potentially take that spot. It's it's freshmen that have absolutely little to no experience other than one kick in the Semo game. Uh, for Leighton Simmering, but the response during the bye week from Tennant, here's Coach Chris Kleiman. He had a really good week last week, exceptional week. I was wondering how he would bounce back. I've seen a different side of him from a mentality standpoint that is encouraging that I thought he would have struggled last year getting over some of his his difficult days. You know, have not uh, seen that thus far uh, in the last week, week and a half. 
And so I'm excited about getting Chris out there and letting him bang him. And last one here, looking at Saturday, and I knew this would be a question that'd be brought up, and that is just looking back at last year, where K State delivered a 48 to nothing but a whooping to a top ten team in Oklahoma State uh, with Will Howard at quarterback. But coach feels that just last year's game, and honestly, if you're building a game plan for this year's game, last year doesn't matter. Well, it was a big win, for sure, uh, and we played well, but uh, two totally different teams in my mind. You know, a lot of things went right for us last year and, and made some plays, and you know, I, but I don't take a lot from it. I don't, we don't look at the film and say, boy, we're going to get this or that because of you know, just two totally different teams. Yeah, totally different teams. Oklahoma, definitely not the same team they were a year ago, and, and you know, K-State is a, you know, more of last year's team than with the pieces. Uh, than Oklahoma State, but of course new guys there as well for K-State. Now when we come back, I do want to look back at last year's game and how I feel, you know, K-State did a big part in maybe breaking Oklahoma State spirit that has now, along with, you know, not maybe taking the transfer portal NIL seriously, has put the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys in a tough spot because Oklahoma State became a much different team After playing K-State last year, that's coming up next on The Game. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. AJ had told me previously when he started running the board, like he was learning to run the board, he wasn't a fan of my wrestling themes that I had, uh... In the library, but he's playing Hogan's. I mean, how can you hate this one? I can't hate this one at all. Yeah, this one's a good one. But some of them, you're like, oh, come on. Yeah, of course. Give me a break. But uh, this one's a classic. You have to play this you one. You have to like this one. AJ, you've heard of Hulk Hogan? Of course. Oh, yeah. Rick Flair? Of course. Stone Cold Steve Austin? Of course. <laughs> I mean, that would come on. Sting? Of course. Go a little. Come on. I'm, I'm talking. Talking Michinoku? No. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is learning how Hulk Hogan has lied so much oh, yeah. about different stuff. Like, you know, like Macho Man was really like minor league baseball player guy. Mm-hmm. And Hulk Hogan was like, oh, yeah, I totally played too. The Reds and the Yankees, they wanted me. Well, w- one of his biggest just all-out lies from Hogan, as I think he was doing like Theo Vaughn's podcast or somebody's podcast. He's been doing a lot of interviews lately. Yeah, he has. And he said that he once was going to be like the basis for Metallica. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no. he No, he never even, even auditioned. Come on, man. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Dude, like, it's cool if you could be like, 
I got to go backstage because I'm Hulk Hogan. You know, I got to go backstage and hang out with Metallica. I've hung out. I hang out with him every time I'm in San Francisco or whatever. Like, you have cool stories because you're Hulk Hogan already. You don't need to embellish anymore. And go, you know, was, they wanted me in the band, but I couldn't break my commitment. Shut up. You're stupid, man. Uh, speaking of wrestling, I guess I can go ahead and uh, announce this. Although I, maybe I should should I save it for it's Wednesday? You know what that means tomorrow. That is a big day, is it? And it's oh yeah, don't just save it. Okay, yeah. I will hold on to it. Got something coming up later this week. Oh boy, uh, because AEW is coming back to Kansas City a week from today. That's right. There's a guy that works with Travion at the gas station. He keeps telling me about it. He keeps telling me about how he's going, and he wishes that K Rock gives away you know we give away tickets. And I'm like, give me two. I wish too. They're kind of actually expensive. They are expensive. For this next time around, like most seats are like a hundred bucks. I'm like, we well, should probably drop those prices a little drop bit. Drop them, man. Although that's actually a, a Missouri state thing. Yeah, because of a recent thing that passed, they're now charging. It, it's, it has to do with the sports commission in Missouri. They're yes. now charging arenas more money to hold those events, so they got to jack up the prices on the tickets. It sucks. Great idea, guys. Also, I'm still working on AEW coming to uh, Morgan Family Arena, and because uh, I think that'd be a great spot for one of their like small house shows that they do once in a while. It doesn't need to be a televised event; just one of the small house shows. I think it's a perfect venue for for that. Come on, what about the bill? Get them down at the bill. For Have a, a pay per view there. Oof. Forget about Wembley Stadium. How about <laughs> Bill Snyder Family Stadium? Hey yo. Awesome. Uh, what were we going to talk? Oh yeah. Um, all right. So I. It still blows my mind that last year K State beat Oklahoma State forty-eight to nothing. Yeah, nobody other than Cole Manbeck's son Brody <laughs> saw that coming because he called a shutout and it was like forty something to nothing. That's like he, awesome. He legit called it. That's awesome. There's video proof of that and everything. Cats outscored the Cowboys fourteen nothing in the first quarter, twenty-one nothing in the second quarter, three nothing in the third, and ten nothing in the fourth. I mean, I. I, I K-State was ranked 22nd in the country at the time, and they were coming off the loss to TCU. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State was also 6-1. and one. That was such a pivotal game. That was a major pivotal game because the Cowboys, they come in with a top-10 offense. They had the number three scoring offense in the country. Their defense wasn't as good as 2021, but that was still a really good Cowboys team coming into Manhattan. And I remember that being a scary game. It was. I felt a little bit better when I heard Dominic Richardson would not play. Uh, I don't remember what happened there. Um, it wasn't like he was putting up crazy numbers anyway, but I was like, okay, you know, I'll take anything we can get. Yeah. Because you know, K-State, we knew they were banged up because they're coming off that that loss at TCU where everybody was hurt. Not one person made it out of that game. That was rough. Like six or seven guys ended up going to the locker room. Yeah. But to me, why that game was also so important is that's where we fully trusted Will Howard. Uh-huh. That was the breakthrough game for Will Howard. Even though he was great against TCU, we had seen great Will Howard before, just needed to see consistently great Will Howard. And, my God, 296 yards, a career high. Yeah. That's, I believe that's still his career high. Four touchdowns, which tied a program record for most passing touchdowns in a game, tying L. Roberson and a whole bunch of others. And, I mean, K-State shut down every playmaker 
that Oklahoma State had in that game. That was a bizarre game because that never happens, Mm -hmm. especially with a top-10 team. doesn't matter where they're playing, on the road or anything. Getting shut out like that has rarely happened. You might have better odds in Kansas being stung by a jellyfish than seeing that happen again. (laughs) I'm not joking. That was the fifth biggest shutout to a top-10 team ever. Wow. Ever. Wow. You know, and I remember thinking they could have, if it was 48 nothing. it could have been 55 nothing. It could have been 62 to nothing. It could have been so much worse for them. K State scoring at will, literally with will. <laughs> and the defense. I mean, Oklahoma State's offense never got off the bus. I remember hearing before that game, their defense is pretty banged up, just as banged up as we are, and thinking, okay, it's going to be a shootout. Their offense never got off the bus, dude. That was was a smashing of smashings. Never seen that before. Well, and then after that, and this is kind of a big point as well, that, you know, I I don't truly think that game last year had anything to do with Oklahoma State's with that – where they're at now, I think, right. in a way, that's also coaching. It's also recruiting, not taking the transfer portal seriously, not taking NIL seriously. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State has a lot of their own issues. Do we have weather? We do. Okay. Is that what the call's for? Yes. I'm uh, on the phone with Steven right now. Oh, okay. I was wondering what it was. Like, oh, boy. He's, he's navigating a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so we'll get an update here in just a moment about what's going on with, uh, I would imagine it's a watch right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, AJ will let us know here in a little bit. But uh, after, I mean, Oklahoma State came into that game. I mean, they were averaging 42 points a game. They are one of the best offenses in the country. Again, their defense wasn't as good as the previous years. But, you know, you're expecting probably a high-scoring game. Yeah. You needed to score – 35 points to maybe beat Oklahoma State. Well, they score 48, but you didn't expect the zero on the other side of the football, on the other side of the scoreboard. K-State completely shut them down. Spencer Sanders was not, you know, on the money. K-State's defense was just absolutely stellar. You saw Cade Warner have two touchdown catches. That first one was insane. It was a beautiful catch. I mean, you rarely see a perfect game like that, especially against a top 10 team. Yeah. It's about as perfect as it gets. It was awesome. You know, and that, the meme will live on in infamy. That quarterback's hands shaking. That oh, will. Gunner Gundy. Gunner Gundy. He's now in the rotation at quarterback. He, he will never live that down. That will forever be a thing. But it wasn't just that. It was, you know, Will Howard's being carried off the field. The fans stormed the field. After that, though, I mean, Oklahoma State had already been 6-1. and one. They had beaten Texas, which K-State didn't beat. They beat a top-20 uh, Baylor team, and their non-conference wasn't exactly tough, but they had uh, some pretty big wins. They also lost to, K- or to TCU like K-State did, but that was an overtime game. Um, that was also an A&G Carter Stadium. Oklahoma State was one of the favorites preseason to go to a Big 12 championship game like K-State. They were like a mix of five teams that could – definitely get there yes but after that i mean it completely changed oklahoma state season big part of that is spencer sanders got hurt towards the end of that game against k-state where felix got a hold of him sacked him maybe rolled up on him a little bit spencer sanders left the game and he did not return until when they absolutely needed him against iowa state but after that the pokes went to lawrence and got blown out they snuck by Iowa State at home, 
and then lost to Oklahoma, West Virginia, Wisconsin in the bowl game. The rest of the way, Iowa State averaged 16 points a game. Their offense at that point, with a backup quarterback not coming through and Spencer Sanders playing hurt, fell flat on its face. And now you're seeing the same thing, where Oklahoma State does not have a strong offense right now. They can't figure, they can't get a guy to emerge at quarterback. They're just rolling Alan Bowman out there and hoping for the best with him playing the whole game against Iowa State and did some great things, but also was kind of crappy (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. It wasn't exactly pretty. No. And their defense isn't anywhere close to where it has been in the last five years, with the exception of last year. Mm-hmm. You know, Iowa or Oklahoma State, they're, they're lacking so much right now. And I thought, you know, I think people forget after that loss to K-State, they fell flat. Yeah. I mean, they were a New Year's Six Bowl projected team before playing K-State. They ended up at the guaranteed rate bowl in the lowest bowl game you can play in the Big 12 and they lost to Wisconsin. And, and I mean, they 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 fell backwards into that one. You know what I mean? They 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 were not. They were terrible. And it was just they needed that little push. They got exposed. And I think it's you know we broke them for sure. It's one of those deals though. With a Mike Gundy team, K State has to be ready for a game. You, you know you you can you know you're better. And you you proved it last year, and here we come down to their place. The cats are going to take care of business, but it ain't. I, you can't bank on it being easy. It's not going to be another forty-eight to nothing. I hope it is. That'd be awesome to do that back-to-back years. But um, this team, Mike Gundy, I think he's still got a couple bullets left for the old gun for K State, especially. But it's not Gunner. No, it's, it's not, not going to be Gunner. <laughs> no, the handshaking. Just brutal, man. You just you got to call Google and get that erased off the internet, my friend, because that is going to follow you forever. I mean, what's the saying? If you got two quarterbacks, you really don't have you one. Have, you don't have any, yeah. They got three. <laughs> They're trying to play three. They're still trying to figure it out. The thing is, we, we know Alan Bowman's going to start. I mean, Gundy confirmed that during his radio show. We didn't need the confirmation. We could have assumed that he's going to be the guy, but are they going to be quarterback by committee? Oof. It could be, but it's not going to get better after Bowman leaves the game. No, uh, he's taking most of the reps anyway during the game. So, I I would actually expect more Bowman. I I if I were to bet on it, I would say Bowman plays a whole game instead of by committee. That's not going to help him. They got to figure it out with Bowman, and if they don't, it's his last year anyway. They just kind of hit the reset button in twenty twenty four. Yikes! All right, let's. <sighs> Breaking up Black Panther parties with Force Gump, man. I could, I, I just knew it was going to happen because of the movie. Could you handle hanging out with Jenny? L- a little early, a uh, little early. Ask us anything. This is my first question. Would you? Let's hold on real, real quick. Uh, she, it, I, I think she is the definition of loose cannon. So no, she would definitely Irish goodbye you for sure. She does it to everybody in the movie. Uh, yeah, she, she's flaky. She's pretty flaky. So, no. I think she'd be a good time, but then you'd be like, man, I'm ready to go. And you look around and she's gone. You were my ride. Sorry, you live in Berkeley now. Uh uh-uh. uh. What, what did you hang She out came with? back with when she needed something. She definitely came needed back. Needed a place to go. Uh huh. Forrest was always there to. When she needed a put a hand out and bring her back in. She needed a backhoe to knock down a house. He's there. Who rented it? Forrest.
Would you hang out with her? I mean, she can play the guitars. That's cool. I always think it's neat, you know. Honestly, like, so when they do the scene at uh, in Washington, D.C., and they start pulling the cords out, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. That's just asking for trouble. Yeah, like, I'm you're going to get beat over the head with a billy club. <laughs> well, not only that, but, like, you've seen the radio side of things. You start... You start pulling cords and stuff, man. You, like, come on. Somebody really put their heart and soul into that. And here you are just yanking them willy-nilly, dude. That's uh-huh. going to do it for the show. We're on for an hour and a half tomorrow. we got to get out at 5.30. Um, but we'll have D. Young, Derek Young from Case Online, joining us and the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Yes. For AJ, D. John Mitch, go Cats. Take a break. When we come back, number one song of the day after these words.